0: Tonight, defiance in Doha, the protests in play on the World Cup stage. An unsung anthem against Iran's deadly crackdown. Innocent men, women, and children being killed on the streets. And the teams who abandoned armbands of solidarity. This is not a player's decision. Visiting fans navigating Qatar's code of conduct. It's like if you go to someone else's house, you have to respect the rules. As Canada prepares for a monumental matchup,
1: We're going to be tested in ways that maybe we haven't been tested. Plus, a
0: powerful earthquake pummels Indonesia. <laughs> Catastrophic scenes and the desperate search for survivors.
2: CTV National News with Omar Sachedina, reporting tonight from Doha.
0: In the capital of Qatar, there are signs of pride in the past and promise in the future. Good evening, everyone, from the World Cup host city, where the intersection of sports and politics once again played out on the soccer pitch. Team Iran, arms locked in solidarity, muted themselves to send a message back home while Team England took a knee. And Team Canada's captain signaled his intent to wear his heart on his sleeve with a no-discrimination armband when the Canadians play on Wednesday. But our coverage begins tonight with CTV's Heather Wright and those Iranian players determined to play the dangerous game of speaking out.
1: Amid the noise outside the stadium... The loudest message was delivered in silence. The players representing Iran refused to sing their own country's national anthem, seen as an act of defiance against the regime. Instead, they joined arms and looked straight ahead, the latest show of solidarity for anti-government protesters.
3: <laughs> Conditions in
1: our country are not right, Team Captain Asan <laughs> Hash said yesterday, the first Iranian player to speak out in support of the protests. The team had been criticized for meeting with the Iranian president before leaving for Qatar. But this is the second time in as many months the regime has been embarrassed at an international sporting event. In October, Iranian rock climber Elnaz Rukkabi competed without wearing a hijab. She later claimed the omission was an accident. For two months, the sustained uprising in Iran has been met with violent crackdowns from police. The protests were triggered by the death of Masa Amini, who was arrested for not wearing a headscarf according to government standards. She died in police custody. Even today, authorities open fire on protesters, just as the men's team took their own stand. Ahead of Iran's opening match, a small protest outside the stadium though some fans were hesitant to speak. I don't want to talk about something uh, 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 except that game. Fearing reprisals back home. Still many found a way to exclaim women, life, freedom. The movement's rallying cry.
4: Wishing them strength in, in this fight against the government.
1: Qatari officials continue to promise inclusion at this World Cup, but several team captains have now been banned from wearing the One Love rainbow armband in solidarity with the LGBTQ2S plus community. They had been prepared to pay fines, but just hours before their first games, FIFA made it clear. Anyone wearing the armband would receive an automatic yellow card.
4: Yeah, the
0: FIFA is
1: there is a lot of anger here, says Germany's national team director. It feels it a lot, lot like censorship. With this threat from FIFA, teams say wearing the armband is too risky because a second yellow card Would result in ejection as for the Iranian players it's not clear what sort of punishment they may face from Tehran Omar
0: and that is a significant question Heather right in Doha tonight thank you and Heather was outside the stadium today when fans who paid for their tickets had trouble getting in and missed the opening kickoff
1: just tell us what's happening
2: so as of this morning the app crashed and all my tickets disappeared
0: I checked the tickets this morning everything was working fine
1: and now they're just not on your
0: phone? Also, times they want, everything's white. Uh, when I scan, it's not showing some
1: error. So uh, I'm waiting. Uh, Frustrating? A little bit because the match is going to start and uh, we are waiting for the ticket now. Nothing right. else to do. We have to wait.
0: A glitch on the official FIFA app has left some fans unable to access their tickets electronically. Temporary paper tickets are being printed until the app is fixed. Stadium space is, of course, limited, so every large-scale sporting event also has designated fan zones. In Doha, the FIFA Fan Festival is located just south of here in Albida Park. Even further south is another tourist draw, the historic Waqif, an outdoor market restored and preserved over the centuries. With the sudden population boom because of the World Cup, there are reminders everywhere to respect local laws and customs, although at the moment, not all of them are strictly
3: enforced.
0: More than a million fans are cheering on their teams in a country that's told the world it's welcome as long as it plays by the rules.
2: It's been hard being a
4: woman there, really, chauvinism is something here.
0: Criticizing Islam may be criminally prosecuted. Same goes for criticism of the Qatari government. Public displays of affection are frowned upon. And for same-sex couples, public or private, it can even trigger a prison sentence of up to three years.
5: It's like if you go to someone else's house, you have to respect the rules. It's the same, I'm somewhere else, I have to be respectful.
0: But the hosts of this party made a surprise reversal of policy just two days before the tournament's first match. No alcohol at any of the eight stadiums. Even at restaurants and patios, Coffee, water, and soft drinks have replaced glasses of wine and bottles of beer. Do you wish you could drink? No, it's not a big problem.
5: I lose. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. I, I miss to drink some beer, but okay, it's okay.
0: Yet for all the attention on Qatar's conservatism, on some aspects, and in areas filled with tourists, the Gulf state appears to have relented. So called moderate dress for men and women wasn't enforced while we were at Doha's oldest market today. <laughs> and a ban on unmarried women and men cohabitating has been suspended to allow them to stay together in hotel rooms for the World Cup. And FIFA is reporting record revenues from commercial deals tied to the World Cup 7.5 billion U.S. from sponsorship deals and broadcasting rights, surpassing. All financial projections and surpassing all expectations, Team Canada. A little later, we'll get an update as they get ready for that first match on Wednesday. Global affairs estimates up to 25,000 Canadian fans are here in Qatar for the World Cup. Today, count one more. The international development minister is in Doha. Harjit Sajjan participated in a, quote, trilateral sports diplomacy event with U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Mexico's Foreign Affairs Secretary Marcelo Ebrard. There is an unfolding tragedy in Indonesia tonight. A massive earthquake on the island of Java. At least 162 people have been killed and scores are injured from the 5.6 magnitude quake. BC Bureau Chief Melanie Neji on the agony and the aftermath.
3: With hundreds of people wounded, many of them children, emergency responders were forced to treat the injured in a parking lot outside a packed hospital. All of these people were hurt after a powerful earthquake struck the Indonesian island of Java. As for the death toll, officials say it is likely still climbing. The quake, which was followed by several aftershocks, damaged and destroyed more than 2,000 buildings in the Sianjer region. This man says he was sleeping at the time of the tremor and barely escaped his crumbling home. In several areas, rescue teams are still scouring the rubble in search of survivors. Much of their focus has been on schools where students were taking extracurricular classes. This mother of seven still can't find one of her children. Everything collapsed beneath us, she says. I had to dig out my kids and one is still missing. Indonesia sits on the infamous Ring of Fire, where earthquakes and volcanic activity are frequent. Today's quake was also felt in Jakarta, which is about 100 kilometers from the epicenter. Swaying buildings in the capital prompted people to run into streets for safety. In the hardest hit areas, it's estimated more than 13,000 people have now been forced from their homes. This government official says that number will also likely rise in the coming days. Along with the earthquake and aftershocks, there were several landslides, making it even more difficult for rescue teams to reach those in need of help. Omar?
0: A difficult day for so many families. All right, Melanie Neji, thank you. In the U.S., a federal emergency has been declared after this weekend's historic lake effect snowstorm that hammered New York State. 11 counties will get federal disaster relief to speed up the cleanup.
3: This is my first attempt, and I'm not gonna be able to get my car out. It's
5: too heavy. Being disabled is kinda hard, you know, and um, you can't really do
0: anything. And the slow recovery means Thanksgiving may be a struggle.
5: There's
4: nothing in the store. You, you got there. You can't get a loaf of bread or anything. We got lucky got a small turkey.
0: The storm buried parts of Buffalo in up to two meters of snow. This is going to be a critical week at the Emergencies Act inquiry, with the prime minister expected to take the stand. Today marked the first testimony from one of his cabinet ministers. While the head of Canada's intelligence agency also testified, he supported the government's unprecedented move against the convoy protests. CTV's senior political correspondent Glenn McGregor reports.
4: The Minister for Emergency Preparedness was sworn in to explain a pivotal decision. My name is William Blair. Long before the Freedom Convoy, Bill Blair had dealt with large protests. As Toronto's police chief during the G20 demonstrations in 2010. At the beginning of the protest in Ottawa, Blair called for respectful dialogue. I was concerned that inflammatory language could incite incite a more um, violent response. But as the protest ground on, he became more concerned. I think people were living in a state of, of fearfulness and, and intimidation. Worried too about the effect on business of blockades at key border crossings. The impact that it was having, not just economically, but on people, on families. And you know, people were really laid off their jobs. Ultimately, he said he felt it was time to invoke the Emergencies Act. And I believe that it had risen to the to the level of a national emergency. In earlier testimony, the head of Canada's spy agency confirmed that he had given the same advice to the Prime Minister, that police needed additional powers. On my experience, having been around national security issues for for uh, quite a few years now, led me to believe that the, the, the regular tools uh, were just not uh, enough to address the situation. David Vino said CSIS found the convoy didn't rise to the level of a threat required for his agency we did not see specific uh, actions being taken uh, that would characterize a threat to the security of Canada. Still, he believed that a broader standard applied to the decision by Cabinet to invoke the Act, a legal distinction that could ultimately
6: determine the outcome of this inquiry. I don't know if semantics is the right word, but I do think that when you're dealing with the national security with public order, you'd have to take a fairly broad view. Tomorrow,
4: more Cabinet ministers involved in the decision to invoke the Act will testify including Public Safety Minister Marco Mendicino. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is set to appear on Friday.
0: All right, Glenn McGregor in Ottawa tonight. Glenn, thank you. Time for a short break, but when we come back... I'm doing okay considering I lost some friends. New details after a deadly rampage at a Colorado nightclub. Plus...
1: We're here to get a job done.
0: World Cup confidence ahead of Team Canada's debut. In suburban Boston today, an SUV plowed through a front window of an Apple store. One person was killed, 17 others are in hospital. We got people trapped by the car in the store. First responders found some of the injured pinned between the wall and the vehicle. The Apple store is a very busy place, uh, and it's Monday of a, of a holiday week. The driver is still being questioned tonight as part of a criminal investigation. We are learning new details tonight about the shooting at a Colorado nightclub. The LGBTQ2S plus community had long considered a safe space. Five people were killed and the authorities say it could have been even worse if two heroes hadn't taken the gunman down. Here's CTV's Richard Madden. As mourners honor victims of the deadly massacre, the
2: accused gunman is expected to face multiple murder and hate charges.
6: We're obviously talking about five people that were killed. Their lives were ended. Those are going to be the top-end charges in this case, without a doubt.
2: Investigators say 22-year-old Anderson Lee Aldrich burst into this LGBTQ nightclub Saturday night and opened fire, killing at least five, injuring dozens more. I got shot seven times in the back with an AR-15. Barrett Hudson miraculously survived, saying the spray of bullets missed his vital organs. He slowly recovering. Some of his friends did not.
4: I was fortunate enough to where I got to call my dad, even if it was one last time. I got to call him and say bye.
2: Tiara Kelly was performing when shots rang out. This guy, the look on his face was full of hate. It was complete hatred. Authorities say the death toll could have been higher, praising customers like Army combat veteran Richard Fierro, who tackled the shooter and pinned him down until police arrived.
4: And when I pulled him down, I, 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 I told him I was in him, I, I want to kill you, guy. I said, move the AR, get the AR away from him. And the kid did it. And then I started wailing on this dude. And I'm on top of him. I'm a big dude, man. And this guy was bigger.
2: The suspect has a history with police. This standoff happened a year ago when he was charged with making bomb threats against his mother. Tonight, officials say both the suspect and his mother are not cooperating with investigators as the city tries to heal.
4: Our community is not defined by this tragedy but by our response to it.
2: The suspect remains in hospital where he's recovering from injuries. Police say he'll be formally charged when he's released. Richard
0: Madden, CTV News, Washington. Still ahead, a new leap in a landmark mission. It's easier to make out some of those craters. Fascinating images from the far side of the moon. NASA made small strides today and eventually wants to take a giant leap, returning humans to the moon, but first, a lunar flyby. CTV's John Valley Rao on the historic dress rehearsal.
5: And liftoff of Artemis 1. Just five days after that epic launch, NASA once again over the moon as its moon mission rehearsal reached another milestone moment.
0: This
2: is uh, one of those days that you've been thinking about and dreaming about for a long, long time.
5: In a major test, the Orion spacecraft... Orion continues to grow closer to the moon. ...beam back spectacular live images as mission controllers watched, described as being giddy as the uncrewed vehicle made its way out of sight of the Earth, which you can see off in the distance, towards the far side of the moon, beyond signal range for just over 30 minutes. We continue to test out the vehicle and uh, put it through its paces to make sure uh, we understand exactly how to operate it. Operating all on its own. The main engine successfully fired as the craft began a far-flung orbit of the moon with three test dummies on board and a Snoopy doll dressed in its own spacesuit. Over the next two weeks, the craft will go further into space than any vehicle designed for humans has ever flown. And so far, everything's going great. Just big smiles and just like a kid at a candy store, I would say, just how happy we are. The Orion passing over the Apollo 11 landing site in the Sea of Tranquility, just 130 kilometers from the surface. Further putting NASA on track for a crewed mission in 2024 that will include a Canadian.
2: If you go outside tonight and you look at the moon, there's a spaceship going around it. Like that's a really big deal. And we're working toward a night when you can go out and look at the moon and know that there are people walking around on it.
5: A dry run that NASA says has so far exceeded all expectations. John Venavelli-Rao, CTV News, Toronto.
0: And a rocket man on Earth blasted off towards retirement last night. Elton John performed the final North American show on his farewell tour in front of 50,000 people at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. He took the same stage 47 years ago, where he famously wore a sequin-studded baseball uniform, and he paid tribute to that during a duet with Dua Lipa. 75-year-old says he will no longer tour in order to spend more time with his family. Certainly well deserved. The Toronto Argonauts are looking forward to more time with their family after ending their season with a gray cup. The team returned with a coveted trophy from Regina today.
4: Slowly processing the moment uh, that happened yesterday and uh, you know absolutely elated. Um,
6: I just want to hold my, my daughters and my wife and spend some time with them. As soon as
5: That game, a crazy game, ended. I was like, let's go get number two. You know, let's go get number two. And and that's where my focus is right now.
0: The Argos upset the favorite Blue Bombers, denying Winnipeg the 3 piece. After the break, prepping for the beautiful game.
1: We're going to be tested in ways that maybe we haven't been tested.
0: The massive challenge facing the Canadian underdogs. Welcome back to Doha. We're in two days, Team Canada will face World Cup favorites, Belgium. So we end tonight with TSN's Matthew Shinetti, who has the over-under on the underdogs. Davies takes it away. Alfonso Davies keeps it himself! Goal!
6: There's a lot of attention on Alfonso Davies and Stefan Staccio and Jonathan David, all part of Canada's attack. So it's easy to think the defense is getting overlooked again. But venture defender Steve Vittoria knows Canada's resume, and he also knows the new challenge Belgium presents.
1: Maximum respect for, for Belgium for that first game, but also maximum respect for ourselves, for our growth. CONCACAF's not easy to, to qualify out of, and in first place, and with our, the best defence, we're going to be tested in ways that maybe we haven't been tested. But you know that's what the sport's about, You know, and we're focused on that growth. We accept that challenge.
6: When Canada drew Belgium, its players consistently expressed admiration for all of Belgium's talents. We got a game now. This is getting physical, though. Throughout qualifying, however, Canada created an edgy reputation, too. Think of Canadian defender Daniil Henry refusing to move from the corner flag as he warmed up next to a Panamanian player trying to take a corner kick. Canada now talks about having healthy respect for its opponents and itself. All 26 of Canada's players were accounted for yet again, and afterwards, forward E.K. Ugbo was asked how Alfonso Davies and Stefan Estacchio and all of Canada's players looked, and he said, quote, sharp. That's a little bit more insight. Maybe we'll get just a little bit more when John Herdman speaks to
0: the media on Tuesday. Matthew Shinetti, TSN, Doha. And Matthew, along with the rest of the team at TSN, will have coverage of the big game, Belgium versus Canada, on Wednesday. Coverage starts an hour before kickoff at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, exclusively on CTV and all TSN platforms, including tsn.ca and the TSN app. And before we go, we want to salute fans of another underdog squad, Team Tunisia. On the Doha metro, we spotted these Tunisians in a spontaneous moment of joy, just happy to be there. Some enviable dance moves right there. And that is a snapshot of this Monday for all of us at CTV National News here in Doha and the National Newsroom. Thank you for watching. Good night and see you again tomorrow.